0: This is the official Caps Church Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I'm back with that snack, Polly Cupcakes. Hello. Caps fans, as per tradition, we've got an incredible Thursday episode for you. We're going to be talking about the Washington Capitals' current state of affairs, along with what are they going to do during trade deadline, which is what March eighth, Polly. Yeah, it sounds right. Yeah, whatever. Sometime in March third, third year, third month of the year. And uh, Polly, what's what's your segment going to be? Snack time.
1: Talk about the All Star Game.
0: The vaunt, the the most prestigious game in the NHL, the All Star Game. We'll be talking about that, and uh, I don't know whatever the fuck the NHL marketing team has cooked up to entertain us during this time when no real hockey is going on. So why don't we pop some tabs and get into it? What do you think? Yeah, buddy. One, two, three. All right. So I'm trying to go live during um, on Instagram and it has been hit or miss, I guess. I don't know. One stream, it's like, Copy and paste this to go live. And I'm not even sure which live I'm looking at. So, well, we're live on one of my Instagram accounts. Hockey tro- troll, Is it Hockey Trolling? Yeah. All right. Well, we're live on one of them. And okay, live there. I guess I'm live on a lot of things. I don't know. Whatever. We're live on some shit. but Fuck it. We're doing it live. We're doing it live. We're doing it raw. We give it to you raw. <laughs> I don't know what "play me out" means. Fuck it, we're doing it live. I'll write the goddamn thing myself. All right. What a moment! What a moment! If you don't know what that is, what is it, was it rush? No, it wasn't no, rush. it was um some other fucknut. Oh no, Bill I know Bill Riley. Bill Riley, yeah, there you go. I can always rely on you to know the conservative talkers. All right, let's just move past <laughs> it. It's ingrained in your being, I think. Yeah. All right. Anyways, Caps fans, the Caps suck this year. Let's just be honest. They've not been good. Uh, and to combat that, I think the Washington Capitals may be doing some moves or whatever. I don't know. Uh, we'll talk about that on the hockey Troll hip check. Polly, what's your thoughts on the All-Star game?
1: Um, You know, if... I have free time while it's on.
0: Of course you have free time. What are you talking about? You're not doing anything.
1: Well, you know, if I get my kid to bed. Yeah. Yeah. uh, You know, it's a decent thing to watch. I think three-on-three was more fun before everybody figured it out. Right. It was just up and back. Um, So if they play high-flying three-on-three, it can be pretty fun.
0: But nobody does that.
1: No. I mean, it's, I'm hoping maybe in the All-Star game they will, but probably not.
0: Right. I mean, this is... Uh, well, it's entertaining to see these guys like kind of jerk off in front of everybody, get off a little bit. Yeah. But, you know, I really liked the All-Star game maybe six, seven years ago. <sighs> Jesus, maybe I'm dating myself. Maybe it was more like... It was probably more like ten years ago. When... Yeah. They did actual, like, skill stuff. Like, shit that you would see in a high school practice or a travel AAA practice, they would do that and do it incredibly well, better than you've ever seen. And, like, I felt like that was more relatable.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, doing, like, a legitimate practice skills building session and how well they did it. Yeah. Um, I do like, you know, a couple of the events that they have, but I guess last year it's it was like let's shoot pucks against a surfboard let's fire a puck on a golf par three which i like the golf par three don't get me wrong it was weird and the worst part about it is that when they actually televise this shit it just seems like such a boondoggle shit show yeah on the production side like and now, because they try to like go to different parts of the city and they're like, and now we'll bring you into the golf course where they're going to play the par three. And then it's like some, you know, the, the, the news anchor or whatever, whoever the sportscaster is like midway through like chugging, shotgunning a beer and they're like, yeah. Oh, we're on <laughs> Like, Oh no. You know? And then they're on at this point and then you don't know. Right. Yeah. And then they kind of got to like ad lib it from there and it's just so fake.
1: It's a cluster, and it's cringy.
0: Yes. As Gen Z would say, cringy. Cringe. It's cringe. It's cringe, bro. Yeah. They probably don't
1: even say that.
0: No, we're not cool.
1: No, they probably, like, take some random word and give it the whole new meaning to (coughs) to mean cringy, but... No cap. Yeah, no cap.
0: No cap in that statement. All right, well... Let's talk about the Washington Capitals and what they're looking at right now on the trade deadline. We've got a wire to be looking at, that's for sure. But uh, I'm going to give you some realistic options in this year, in this week's Hockey Troll Hip Check. This is the Hockey Troll Hip Check. Sick beats, dude. All right. So the Washington Capitals, Capstance, if you didn't know, has no flexibility and zero leverage. This is what you would call getting absolutely fucked in a business instance. I mean, I I don't think that the Washington Capitals really have a lot to lean on here as far as bargaining chips, leverage, or anything else. Uh, They also are flat broke, you know, I feel like I'm just describing my own life. Well, you know, I'll let you take it. <laughs> <laughs> so, like I said, Caps have zero flexibility. There's lots of hockey trades, I think, that we're gonna see this year. You know, during the COVID times, you know, three or four years ago, there's a lot of trades going on for marquee named players leaving teams and then getting two first round picks first and two seconds, you know, things like this. These are these are not what we would consider and, and what most of the hockey world would consider hockey trades, right? And I think that that's important to identify, right, Paulie? Yeah, I mean, I think people want to see
1: player for player.
0: Mm-hmm. Which would be called a hockey trade. You know, you also have to realize, Caps fans, they, I think a lot of you are absolutely fucking delusional, especially on Twitter, on that Bird app. They, the other team... Wants to get better as well. Right. This is what we call a trade. You know, one team gets something they want. The other team gets something that they want. So while many of you may have some really terrible trades the Washington Capitals have done. Chandler Stevenson of of late. uh, I mean, name it. You know, goalies, whatever it may be. Vitek Vanacek maybe have been a bad trade you know it's it's all really kind of up for debate i'm not going to say it's not but at the same time you have to realize that a trade involves two parties who need something from the other and the other they know possesses that thing that is going to make them better individually after trade
1: yeah i mean you don't trade your snack pack for a peanut butter sandwich Unless you like the peanut butter sandwich more than the snack
0: pack. Here's a funny story. My old man, all right, went to a Jesuit college. Okay. All right. Um, in the Midwest. Okay. He, coming from also the Midwest in St. Louis, was head of the kitchen staff. Like he managed some of the kitchen going down, mm-hmm. apparently. I don't know, that's how he explained it to me. I don't know. This is ancient times. I don't know how these things worked. But he would tell me that because he... And, and you know my dad. Good guy, right?
1: Yeah.
0: He's all right. All right, dude.
1: No, he's a good guy.
0: Okay. okay. He's a good guy. Portly fella. His love of food is translated to me. Yeah, yeah that's fair. And I think it's visible Yeah, for you're both a, of us.
1: You're a bit of a food snob. But I yes, like good food. Clearly. Clearly.
0: Okay. We and do both enjoy food. Because you said, he. I'm a food snob, this story is going to be better. Okay. So what he would do is he told me, you know, all these on Good Friday, Jesuit College, remember? Yeah. Good Friday means that you only eat seafood. You're not allowed to eat beef. Polly, can you shed some light on as to why that is?
1: Um, it's meant to be like a personal sacrifice, um, you know, not eating meat things from the water are acceptable. So that's why you have all the fish fries. It's
0: some crazy white people shit, but
1: <laughs> Yeah, you know, there's theories that it goes back to basically Rome wanting to boost the fishing industry.
0: Fair enough. And so, because of this, Fridays, oftentimes, my dad's Jesuit college, who will remain, remain unnamed, would steam lobsters whole lobsters now my dad's old okay so back then lobsters were likely much more attainable than they are now okay he would be at the end of the line (laughs) because everybody you know got the same kind of like dinner he would be at the end of the line with peanut butter because he had access to the kitchen and he's like you want a peanut butter sandwich I'll trade you a peanut butter sandwich for a fucking lobster and he's like man he's These country boys, they they did not understand what this bug that they were going to eat and how good it tasted. And they didn't want to explore it. So they would trade him two or three main lobsters for two or three peanut butter sandwiches in which he would grift from the stocks of the kitchen that he managed. Oh, my gosh. And he would sit down there. (laughs) And if you know my dad, which we've talked about, poorly fellow, likes the finer things in life when it comes to food. Yeah. And I do too. You could see me pulling that grift, right? Absolutely. Yeah, one hundred and ten percent out of every hundred times. Uh, yeah. So he would he would grift that. Now, That's awesome. folks, this would be considered, I think, a lopsided trade. This would be your Martin E. Rat for Philip Forsberg, Michael Lotta, and future considerations, right? Yeah. This is a fleecing. This doesn't happen often. In hockey, right? Right. So, if we're thinking about it this way, I've got a couple names and I'm going to just throw out there. Even though we have no flexibility, we're going on wish list here. The Washington Capitals have maybe three free million. They could make five if they moved a full-time position on their team. Wouldn't you say, Pauly? Yeah. I mean, when again, we're talking about our trade, so each team has to benefit. And have right. zero flexibility, a lot of it. If they're gonna be buyers on the trade deadline, which you know, we'll have to address that too. Brian McClellan, I think, at this point in the season has every right to say we're sellers.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: The Washington Capitals have are basement dwelling in five on five play. And I'm not going to get into it. You can look up those stats. We're not a fancy stats podcast. But in all of it, the Washington Capitals are getting buried amongst the league. And for whatever reason, they've defied a little bit of odds in the beginning of the season. They got a jump on some people. This is very typical, though, of the Washington Capitals having a strong start out the gate and then kind of coasting into the playoffs. In fact, right now, we've had a strong start. Dart out of the gate, and we are trying to coast into a wild card. Yeah. And that's not how wild card battles go.
1: No, not at all.
0: Right. So, here's some four million or less players whom Hockey Troll has identified may help the Washington Capitals. Four million or less. These These are players that we could likely just absorb using LTIR money. Thank you. Saint. I think we should give Nicholas Backstrom Saint. Saint Nick, he, we should give him sainthood like Saint Thomas. I think he deserves it. Yeah, and, I don't uh, know. Maybe demigod. Can we go? Can we go Greek here? I mean, I was gonna
1: at least say blessed. Mm, mm. Blessed Nicholas.
0: Very strong Catholic vibes on the on this podcast. So Backstrom the blessed. No. Backstrom the blessed. Holy shit! Yeah, I, I like it. Yeah. Well, coined it. Coined it right here. It happened. You heard it here first. If I hear Backstrom from the Blessed, I'm going to file suit. Yep. I don't care who you are. Anyways, 4 million or less, we've got Victor Olofsson, Sniper. Started his career out with Buffalo, where he probably made a big splash. You may have heard him from Buffalo. I believe he's still there, up and down seasons throughout, but he's been playing on Buffalo for the past X amount of years. Almost a decade, I'm sure. Uh, That would be a guy. You've got Kubelik from Chicago, I believe. Kind of a, a guy who hits the score sheet every once in a while. Uh, you've got Morgan Frost. He's at $2.1 million. That's a center from Philly. Now, it's an interdivision rival, so that makes it even harder to make a trade happen. Though, the Flyers are on one right now. They are. They're absolutely on. I think that they are absolutely punching above their weight. They don't deserve to be in the top three in the Metro, yet here we are in God's year of 2024 and I don't know he's ordained it
1: yeah I mean that's really the only way
0: right and then you've got Kevin LeBlanc uh I believe still in San Jose which is a death pit dumpster fire that is more brightly shining than the Washington Capitals right now (laughs) both are being hurled toward the sun um But here's a name that I've wanted for the past five years and I thought that somebody like I I thought that this player here would be a difference maker on the Washington Capitals and likely find a long term home here Anthony DeClaire Anthony DeClaire has absolutely torched us every time he's played us Uh, the Panthers is the only one that I remember I believe he's been on four or five different teams in his six year long career
1: but Blue Jackets.
0: Blue Jackets. That's a good one. Drafted, I believe, by the yeah. Blue then jackets. he went to Winnipeg,
1: right? No, he was in Winnipeg. They traded him for Luc Dubois. No, didn't DeClaire and Pierre Luc Dubois? No, I'm sorry, that was Come Line a. Line, was a, was the Line a a trade. Wake up, wake ah. up.
0: Who cares about the history? <laughs> the thing is, is that Anthony DeClaire, like a player who I will mention, Line a in the future. He's a player that has never really found a home and has consistently had to bet against bet for himself and has won several times in this, though right now he's kind of just middling. I think the Washington Capitals have a huge reclamation opportunity in Anthony Declare. And he comes in at around four million dollars a year. I love his grittiness, I love his ability. I think he can finish. He's got speed. This is the guy I think the Washington Capitals should go for. I have been pulling on this chain for the past four or five years. You have. Paulie, look up Anthony DeClaire real quick, if you will, but I'm going to move on. Kuzmenko, okay, he's the big hot thing from Vancouver. Now, here's the weird part about Vancouver is that they have an absolute embarrassment of riches, right? They've got Besser. They've got, I think, Peterson. Like, they've got guys, right, over there on the West, which we don't really talk about a lot because it's the West and, you know, is the West ever truly better than the East, Polly? Yeah. Paulie <laughs> is a, West, uh, a Western conference sympathizer, but we'll let him go on that one. Kuzmenko 5.5 We would, they would need to retain salary and we would need to replace Kuzmenko with somebody now the interesting part about Kuzmenko which is why I think a lot of people are ca- targeting him is this dude scored like 40 fucking goals last season but this season it just hasn't been working out in Vancouver and I don't know why but uh, you know guys have off seasons whatever he's relatively young he's very young in fact This is somebody that would have to be retained salary, maybe 25% for us to get him. And what would the Washington Capitals have to get up? I'm thinking an NHLer, probably a Nick Dowd plus Kuznetsov. So here's how this deal could work though, to compensate for the amount of cap that the Vancouver Canucks would have to retain which would be the tune of one and a half million. We could send Kuznetsov and probably retain half and make this deal work. Yeah. (sighs) But it's, it's still tough. Uh, you've got Tarasenko, 5 million. Zegris, 5.7. Bunting, Michael Bunting, 5.4. And another hot topic, Elias Lindholm making, who's a center making 4.85. Now, just some breaking news here. Patrick Laine has entered into the as- player's assistance program uh, for some vague reasons. I don't know wh- how and why, and I'm not going to speculate, but he is out. Uh, this is a guy, though, who has consistently bet on himself through every contract that he's ever had in the NHL. There's been a lot of times where he could have taken the easy way out played on a team and just taken low money but long term but he said no I'll, I'll, sh- I'll sign mid to l- to low term higher money and it's a show me contract it's a show me contract every year it seems like for Patrick Linea and for the most part he's delivered yeah in fact in some of the contracts he's delivered incredible value for his team especially in Winnipeg so, that would be a great one. Who knows what his future looks like. And at this point, I think that because he's in the player assistant program, he's out. I think he's out on a lot of guys' score sheet. A lot mm-hmm. of GMs have written him off. Uh, I don't believe that a March 8th trade deadline is going to be in the cards for Patrick Line. I think he's going to stand tight. What do you think, Paulie? Yeah.
1: I mean, that that is cutting it close. And- yeah. You know, usually it seems like these guys are there for at least a month.
0: Yeah, and honestly like I would rather him take three months and come out healthy than whatever the fuck is going on, you know? Yeah. So I've named a ton of names right now out in the nether.
1: Real quick, what do you want to know about Declare?
0: How many teams?
1: Drafted by New York. That's right, the Rangers. He was with the Rangers for a year. A couple years in Arizona with an AHL stint. Mm -hmm. Chicago.
0: And did well in Arizona, by the way. Yeah. And then... Chicago. And then... Columbus. Yeah. And then... Ottawa. And then... Florida. And... Now... San Jose. San Jose. This guy has been tossed around for some reason. He has never been good enough. Yeah. And... Look... I'll go there. There may be reasons. I don't know why. But he's not a conventional-looking hockey player. I'll say that. Yeah. You know, I don't want a stereotype, but Devontae Smith-Pelly was the exact same way. Yeah. Are there parallels? Who knows? I'm not in the know to know enough. But I believe that he would find an incredible home in D.C., And a lot of support.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I don't think that's a fair, or I don't think that that is an unfair question to ask. Sure. In a boys club run by white people.
0: Exactly. And, hey, you know what? I'm not going to, we're not here to demonize or point fingers. No. We're not
1: asking questions. We're just saying, hey, is it possible?
0: Is it possible? I mean look at look at this guy. He's he's clearly I mean, this is a guy who's a, I believe a thirty goal scorer at some point. Well,
1: he's I mean he's got two hundred and seventy seven points in five hundred and thirty-four games. So that's half a point a game.
0: Not numbers to be fucking scoffed at. I know uh, that we're used to like OV a point and a half a game and guys that have played that way, but those are the superstars of the league. We're talking about who can bolster our top six right now. He scored 31 goals two years ago. Mm hmm. So, yeah. And I, and so what team was he on? Florida. Right. And um, it was a high flying offense. The Washington Capitals want to be that Florida. Yeah. And in years past, they were. I think that he could do it. You look at Dylan Strome, and imagine if Dylan Strome was on this team five years ago, you know, whatever. We could play member berries all day, but, uh, the thing that I like about Anthony Declare is that he's a moderately sized player. He has finishing ability. He's dogged on the puck. He will four-check. And honestly, most of the systems in which he was incredibly successful with are hard four-checking teams. I'm not saying the Washington Capitals are that way, but any speed that you can add on the four-check is, is a plus. Right. And he's not afraid of the rough stuff. No. If that's not D.C. hockey, I don't really know what is. Right. Okay? What are the Washington Capitals bargaining chips? Like I said, we have none. fans, you really have to think about, as far as hockey trades go, where do the Washington Capitals stand? And I will tell you, it's in the fucking basement. Okay? We have one guy who's been asserting dominance on the trade market. And that is our fourth line center Nick Dowd. I love Nick Dowd, Alabama boy, true American, American. You know, I love I love that he's an American player, homegrown. Uh, but after him, who could we trade? I mean, and 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 I'm talking about again. These are teams who typically teams who are going to be making trades are trying to make a run, trying to get over a hump they're already high flying or they're trying to shed cap or or absorb cap and then ditch the player later for future considerations which would be like a first round pick. Now, right now, the Washington Capitals as they're as they're trending may not be a playoff team, which means that their draft picks could be high. Okay. So, they have that for going for them for the first time in 10 years. Well, besides last year, they have the first time going for that in over a decade, which is uh, sad for us Cavs fans. But still, a, a, a first-round draft still only has a 20% chance of playing over 100 games in the NHL, right?
1: Right. Yeah. And, you know, aside from, <clears throat> you know, a couple guys, your first-round draft picks,
0: you're still going to have to wait a couple years for. You would think, yeah, unless you have a Bedard or a generational talent, if you will. Yeah. Right? Or if you're really desperate. But I don't see our trade partners being that desperate, right? I mean, you know, declare who's on the Sharks. I think that would be an easy – like, the Sharks are not doing anything. Right. They could use draft picks right now. Yeah. You know? And we could give it to them. Um, also, and we have banked draft picks from last year. Mm-hmm. I, uh, look, I've been pulling on the Declare chain. I want the Declare chain so bad, but, uh, and no, but everybody over always overlooks him. Every time I talk to like other caps, like content creators, they're like, I don't even think about Anthony Declare. And I don't understand that at all, but moving on, you know, like I said, Tarasenko, Zagris, Lindholm, Bunting, they're all a little bit out of the price range. We'd have to do something out of there. And then line A. But and we, we, the bargaining chips that we have is is really Nick Dowd. This is a guy that I think that a lot of people, a lot of GMs around the league are thinking, hey, if he can do this on the fourth line, what if we give him second line minutes?
1: Yeah. I mean, he's the kind of guy that I think can come in and be a missing piece that elevates the team.
0: Beyond Nick Dowd, Paulie. Is there another missing piece that we could position as that?
1: No. I mean, I think there's a couple guys
0: who've been having a better season than expected.
1: But I don't think we have another. I mean, I think maybe maybe Strom could look attractive to other teams. but But are
0: we – again, we're talking about each team has to get better.
1: Right. Yeah. So in terms of those criteria – um, no, I mean, I think Dowd's really the only good look here.
0: Right. For like a Strome, I would – and ideally, Cap Sans, we don't want a, a Tarasenko or, you know, even a Monaghan who's approaching the peak years of their career and then we're going to have to pay him in the next contract for past performance and they're past 30 and then they're clapped out or whatever it may be. There's a lot of risk involved in these guys, right? Right. So, really, we want like a 25-year-old. Yeah. You know, like I said, I'm continuing. You know, Olafson declare Olofsson's even a little older, but declare is a little younger. You know, you got Morgan Frost. Like, okay, maybe, but Morgan Frost has been kind of sketchy. I, I just, as far as consistent play, I don't, I don't get it. You know, what other bargaining chips do we have? Anthony Mantha. Anthony Mantha has had a revenge tour on the Washington Capitals. Apparently, Spencer Carberry has been an Anthony Mantha whisperer. Yeah. And has gotten the performance in which, but but Anthony Amantha, has of he's done great for the Washington Capitals. I do not want to detract from his performance, but he has put in a very average season compared to the hype of the past five seasons and all the way back to when he was drafted. Wouldn't you say?
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah,
0: he is been labeled a cancer, he's been labeled a guy who does. who's just uninvolved, doesn't want to lay the body, doesn't want to do anything, doesn't want to do anything but get the puck fed to him, things like that. Uh, Beyond that, you've got, again, Kuznetsov, who we all know has that or a mantha or even worse stigma against him with the drug abuse and all the things that has gone against him in his career, though he has – he's really – Kuznets was really, unfortunately, hanging his hat on that incredible performance he had in 2018, where he was probably the most deserved, other than Ovi, Conn Smythe winner. Yeah. And an incredible season at that. I don't see where the Washington Capitals have any leverage of true NHL talent outside of Nick Dowd. I mean, John Carlson. But... Are you going to get a John Carlson and love it or lump it? John Carlson is an elite defender and a top 20 defender in the NHL.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: I don't think that we're going to get that in return. And we're not going to get better th- through moving John Carlson aside from cap alleviation. And at that point, if we're going to alleviate cap, that's we're blowing it up and rebuilding through the draft. Right. <sighs> McMichael, NHLer or AHLers?
1: Well,
0: I don't know. That's that's the future. What team is going to take him though? Other than basement dwellers who have you know like a LeBlanc or a Duclair? Like us, keep coming back to it, man. Here's the thing: Anthony Duclair, I think, could be taken for a first and a second.
1: I mean, I'd do it.
0: First or second? Why not? San Jose? And then that's makes the Washington Capitals a hockey trade. Do I think it's going to be enough? I don't know. Man, the Washington Capitals are bad right now. Five-on-five five offense is terrible. And I've said it in the past that in the first quarter of the season, there was a narrative that say the Washington Capitals were a... Hot or cold team, right? Yeah. They're hot or cold. They either turned in a great performance or they sucked. Even in the games they lost, they turned in a great performance. They still just didn't get it out of the out of the score sheet. But I proposed at that time that really the goaltending and the defense and the structure that Stimson Carberry had put in was conducive to the Washington Capitals roster. And once you get beyond that, it's trash. So to say that the Washington caps were hot or cold was a little bit of a misjudgment, I think, by the narrative builders out there. But I will say that like what happened was when the offense performed to the level of mediocrity that the defense and the goaltending could put in – They won. Unfortunately, they've done that less. The offensive side of the puck has done that far less than what is acceptable for a playoff team. And now we find ourselves outside looking in, barely hanging on by a thread at a wild card spot. Don't let go. I'll never let go, Jack.
1: Never let go. Never let go.
0: All right. I think the caps are cooked, man. I think that if... In cap stands, I think that what we really need to pay attention to right now is what is Brian McClellan going to do? He has opportunity to start the rebuild now, which seems like what he's edging into slowly. Mm -hmm. Rebuilding through the draft. Rebuilding through acquisitions that are low-key. How long will the magic last, though? And will it affect us today? And I am not sure that the Washington Capitals are in a position to be affecting today's performance. Yeah, we'll move Nick Dowd. I I do think that Nick Dowd's going to be dealt. I really do, unfortunately. Which is sad, because I love Dowder. Very sad. I do think Nick Dowd's going to be dealt. I think we'll get a much higher return than what would be... Widely considered a replacement level play. Oh, shit, we may even get a first rounder out of him. I don't know. How desperate do you have to be? I mean, if you're the if you're the Vancouver Canucks, and you're where at? Where are they at right now? Top, top of the league, number one team in the NHL. They need to add a little grit. They need to add a little bit of fucking you know edge to their game. And they're going to bring in Nick Dowd on third line?
1: I mean, if they think they're that close to a cup, I think it's worth it.
0: How could they not? Yeah. Right. And what, do we get in return a first-round pick? Yeah. Not bad. All right. i have droned long, on long enough and probably more drunken rambling than anything else. Paul is already looking tired. But... Don't expect fireworks, expect losses Yeah. at the trade deadline, unfortunately. That's my take.
1: I don't have much more uh, of a positive outlook.
0: Brian McClellan has done some crazy shit. Yeah. The Washington Capitals organization has done some crazy shit. T.J. Oshie? God, how long ago was that, though? Mm, 16, 17? Wild. So, yeah. We're aging ourselves at this point. Yeah, right. The directive has always been to be a playoff team, but ultimately, Spencer Carberry has to do what he has with his tools. He has not been able to squeeze the offense out of the tools that he has. So, Gloom and doom. I'm a bit gloom and doom. Yeah. Capstan, as always, we'll be be keeping you on the main vein of what is going to end up going on. and, And when the news breaks, we'll let you know. But just a mouth breather offering his opinion. Speaking of mouth breathing, though, we've got football to talk about. Looking for a super offer on Super Bowl Sunday. Super Bowl Fifty Eight, DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. New customers can bet one bet on the big game and turn five bucks into two hundred instantly in bonus bets. Download DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. New customers can bet five bucks to get two hundred instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the Super Bowl Fifty Eight. With code THPN, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text hope ny 467 In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus specs expire 168 hours after issuing cdkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Polly, I am fucking hungry. Here we go. I got
1: it. Mmm. It's snack time with Polly Cupcakes.
0: Pauly, there's like some game that they all do at the NHL. The All-Star Game, if you've been voted in.
1: Yeah, they play it
0: once a year. This year, it's in Toronto. Hey, should have a lot of fans. Yeah You know We say We talk a lot of shit about Toronto But That environment's gotta be cool
1: Oh yeah I, I mean Top notch
0: yeah. yeah Number one hockey market in the world They say
1: Right Yeah uh, Tom Wilson Is the only capital in it uh, A Toronto
0: native at that St. Thomas
1: Yeah Yeah Going home uh, They're going back To the draft
0: where writers choose this? What do you mean, no, draft?
1: The like the fantasy draft. The captains.
0: Oh, oh! So yeah. there's a little bit of reality TV drama mixed yeah. into this. Okay, so that'll be on Thursday. Okay, Thursday. And so
1: four teams.
0: Which would be tonight, today.
1: Yeah, the night this drops. You got four teams with two players already locked in, okay. and one celebrity.
0: I can't can't wait to hear about the celebrities Team Matthews
1: Austin Matthews Morgan Riley And the
0: Biebs Is the celebrity coach Yeah, he's the coach Justin Bieber, okay That's a top A Tier Triple A I think coach Yeah, I mean
1: Bieber, when he played in the celebrity game a couple years ago Aside from Chris Pronger
0: Dude Pronger fucking laying into Bieber in the corner. Yeah. Top ten highlight. Yeah.
1: The picture of him smiling while he does it. <laughs> and Bieber's just like... But honestly, Bieber, he looked alright.
0: I've heard that he's... I've heard from, you know, Reddit and things like that, fan accounts of just playing against him in Beer League. Total tryhard. Oh, I'm sure. But, yeah. you know. If you're Not a beard, bad guy, though, but he's just tryhard. Try his hard. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's better than the opposite. True. Team
0: McDavid.
1: Connor McDavid. Leon Dreisaitl. Will Arnett.
0: Not a bad, not a bad coach. I'll take it. Yeah. Will Arnett? Why the fuck not? Team McKinnon. Nathan McKinnon. Kale McCarr. Oh, two Fs.
1: Tate McC- Well, so far it's been teammates.
0: Right, yeah. right,
1: right. Tate McCray which is a pop singer. Okay. Uh, she's Canadian. All right. Uh, and then Team Hughes. This is the only non-teammate combo, but it's the brothers Quinn and Jack with Michael Bublé as the coach. Dude, another Canadian singer.
0: So we've got two, no, three, three? singers, one actor. And all Canadian as well, aren't it? Canadian. Yeah. Really? Okay. Okay. So, yeah, so that's the consistency here. I'm double-checking. Yeah, you know, but Canadian actor. Who the fuck is Tate McRae? I don't really know who the fuck that is. She's I know pop, who Michael Bublé is.
1: Pop singer that has yeah. a few things out.
0: All right. Well, would you consider them A-list celebrities?
1: Um
0: Outside Bieber. No. <laughs> Let's go NHL, baby. let I mean, go.
1: if they wanted an A-list, they should have got, like, uh, Jim Carrey.
0: Jim Carrey, A-list. Wow, okay.
1: I think, yeah. Still legend. on the A-list for you? Oh, yeah. Um, so, Thursday night, we're going to have the draft. Uh, and then, along with the draft, they will be announcing the NHL alumni... Keith Magnussen, Man of the Year. Is this new? It seems like it.
0: Man of the Year.
1: Yeah, it's a tribute to the Stanley Cup 66-67 Leafs Club. Okay. Uh, is this going to be every year or is this no, just like Toronto specific? presented annually to a former NHL player. Who has applied the intangibles of perseverance, commitment, and teamwork throughout the game and post career? There, so this is the twenty-second time they're giving it. So they're giving oh, okay. it to the entire team, though. Interesting, or at least tribute to them, and then the winner. Either way, they're talking about the last Cup team in Toronto <laughs> from nineteen oh two, yeah, or yeah. whenever the fuck. And then to end the night, there will be the PWHL Canadian Tire three on three showcase.
0: So. Wait a minute. PWHL? PWHL. As in the, the Women's Bro- League. They're going to. So. Instead of
1: in the past, they have done this as Canada versus U.S. Um. I believe, I'll double check. I thought they drafted just two teams mixing them in. Um, I'm getting confirmation
0: right now. Yeah, I mean, this is is a new precedent. Two teams, Team King and Team Kloss. Uh,
1: So those are two of the board members, Billie Jean King and Alana Kloss. Um, just a few stats here. The rosters have won a combined 146 Olympic medals, 46 World Championship medals, and 17 D1 championships.
0: And so, what what is this? Explain it a little bit better, I guess. So they're
1: do, they're going to have a three on three game with um, a mix match of the professional.
0: Women, so I don't feel like this has been done before.
1: They did a a US versus Canada, I think one year between maybe it was like after the first two All Star games before they played the the final. Okay, they did do it, they did a Canada US. Okay, so it's a bit
0: of an exhibition, but this time it's gonna be.
1: Well, this, I mean, it's another exhibition, but the previous one was sponsored, it was U.S. and Canada players who were in the PWHPA. Ah. And then now, you know, it'll essentially be a lot of the same players.
0: Dude, it sounds like... It sounds like the NHL has no more excuse to ignore women's hockey. Yeah, yeah. I mean... Remember, two years ago, a year ago, they were like, the NHL has no interest in partnering with a league that is competition with another league right now they've consolidated showed some numbers for the PWHL and the NHL has no other option but to hold up to the bullshit that they were crying about previous absolutely sick
1: yeah so you know they've got two teams here it's a mixture um all the big names uh Coinsco Hillary Knight Marie-Philippe Loulin, uh, Anne-Renée DeBienne. That's all just on one team. Uh, I think <laughs> Team Team King is pretty stacked. But, you know, Alex Carpenter, Abby Rourke, Sarah Nurse, Brienne Jenner, who, if you remember, she got hurt in the last Olympics. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so, basically, the best... Uh, women's like players 20 women's players will be playing here
0: um, that's so, cool as shit yeah this is I think this is a bit unprecedented in the sense that I mean I, I know that they had like USA versus Canada but this is just like crossing boundaries right
1: well yeah I mean they're they're treating this kind of with the same setup as an all-star game you know they're mixing and yeah. the matching the rosters and um, It's getting basically It's own night You know Not being tossed Into the middle Of the men's tournament Right You know so Yeah I mean It's no
0: longer a sideshow It's it's an exclusive
1: Well yeah At this point It's the uh, The finale
0: Yeah
1: of, of the night Yeah
0: Fuck yeah Women's hockey Let's go
1: Yeah So That's Thursday And then Friday They will have the Skills competition So they changed it up a little bit. Okay. You know, in the past, every All-Star would compete in at least one event. Okay. This new format, 12 All-Stars will be selected. And I believe that's through fan vote um, in a series of eight events. One point earned for placement in each event. Whoever has the most at the end, million dollar paycheck. Chiching. Which is kind of dumb because Well, they they always
0: give a mill out.
1: Yeah, but you know, they're gonna probably pick the the twelve richest among the rich.
0: That's true. But a lot of times those guys donate to charity.
1: Yeah. Well here's oh, they were already picked. Here's who it is. Posternock, McKinnon, McCarr, Dreisidel, McDavid, Jack Hughes, Kucherov, Matthews, Nylander, Pedersen, Quinn Hughes, JT Miller.
0: I'm going to be JT Miller, got it. In, yeah.
1: Huh? I'm going to be rooting for one of the Quinn brothers cuz I don't think either one of them has a big contract yet. Yeah. So, the 8 events, fastest skater, hardest shot, stick handling, one timers, that's new yeah a passing challenge accuracy shooting shootout obstacle course obstacle course
0: the obstacle course that just gives me flashbacks of like doing learned skate programs as a coach it's just making some ridiculous obstacles which the kids fucking loved by the way if you're if you're listening and you do if you do any sort of like young kid coaching and what I mean young kids like under 10 years old obstacle courses around the entire perimeter of the rink. If You can build something you know, slalom jump over something, fall down and get up, then skate some more no pucks uh, doesn't have to be with pucks especially with the learning skate kids love that shit.
1: Yeah, building the basics, having
0: fun. Exactly through a obstacle course, which is hilarious also yeah. very fun to watch <laughs> yeah I imagine <laughs> kids just plowing into the, into the thing they're supposed to jump over and just like I've got pads on now <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> barrel roll yeah
1: so each player will compete in four of the first six events okay uh, after those events are over the lowest scoring player will be eliminated. For the shootout, the remaining eight, we get to select which goalie they go against.
0: Mm. And then
1: the top scorers after that move on to the final stage, the obstacle course, where points are doubled.
0: So... I Some, would love – and, you know, I said the, the whole obstacle course for under 10-year-olds. Mm-hmm. I would love to see NHL players also do that obstacle course. Yeah. Like jump over two things and then fucking have to belly slide Superman through another obstacle just then hop yeah. up and then jump over a couple more two things and then, like, slalom. <laughs> I just –
1: I hope they don't, like, big time it and I hope they just, like, channel their
0: inner child and have fun. And go for it. Yeah. Yeah. Have fun. Yeah. Absolutely. Add a little flair to it, you know. Do like a three sixty. Yeah. <laughs> you know there. who? You
1: know who probably won't have fun with it. Who? M- McKinnon. <laughs> he's gonna be like, oh, I gotta win. Right. I love, I love McKinnon, but God, he's so serious.
0: He's such a Crosby.
1: Yeah. So that'll be the skills competition, uh, and then uh, I believe true to. The form they've done the last couple years. They'll have um, two teams play each other in two 10 minute periods and then rinse and repeat with the other two winning teams from both play each other for the crown.
0: And the next day.
1: Yeah, that's on yep. Saturday. So, skills competition Friday, the game on Saturday. I'm sure they'll have some awkward interviews with both the. The celebrity coaches and
0: other (laughs) celebrities, too. You know, I mean, if it's not for the memes, I don't know what it's for. Yeah, right? There should be more meme content for the NHL All-Star Game. They'll probably pick, like, you know, a Toronto
1: Raptor or Toronto Blue Jay who didn't know anything about hockey until they got to Canada. Right. You know? Or, uh, I don't know, maybe bring in a a Toronto football player um, from the CFL. Yeah. But maybe they'll have Shania Twain. She's a big Canadian star.
0: Yeah. She is. Uh, What's your rating on the celebrity coaches, though? Like, honestly? I mean, look. We're never gonna get the NHL will never get like where's Drake? That's what I want to know.
1: You know, I said that and someone made fun of me for it. Why? It's like, Who? He's shown support for the Leafs before, I believe. Yeah. He's like, all I about know,
0: Toronto, the six and yeah, all that. Bullshit. I, mean, I
1: know he is more into the Raptors, courtside and all that, but I'm pretty sure he's shown the Leafs some love.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's the All Star game, like it's gonna be a, an event nonetheless. It wait right. so yeah, I mean like Like, okay. I have no qualms against Will Arnett. I love that guy. Yeah. Though I would probably classify him as a B list. You don't see a lot of leading Will Arnett movies or shows out there. No. No. Tate McRae. I had never heard of this person until now. She's big in the the TikTok community. Okay. Okay. Uh, Buble... I don't know, maybe trying to get the boomers in.
1: Well, and I think they may be sticking more towards Toronto, which would still qualify Drake. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. You know, Keanu Reeves would have been a good one.
0: Holy fuck, he's Canadian, isn't he? Toronto. Original, um, what was it, Uh, Youngbloods?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, he's oh. a young boy. He's the fucking goalie. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't get it, man. I don't know. Dude, the NHL marketing team, just please hire me. I need a job, for real. Like, NHL marketing, I will suss out Keanu Reeves and get him to sign.
1: London, Ontario, Ryan Gosling. Coming right off of Barbie movie.
0: Oh, my God. That would have been great. <laughs> He won't, uh, but he wouldn't do it. It's probably a money thing,
1: dude. Yeah. about Ryan Reynolds?
0: Ryan Reynolds is Canadian?
1: Yeah. I'm trying to find him. He's not sure what town. That tracks. Yeah.
0: Avril Levine. Avril? Yeah. What the fuck is Avril Avril Levine doing? Come on. Joshua Jackson. Who's Joshua Jackson? Charlie Conway. I'll take it. I'll take him over Tate McCray and Michael Buble. Even Will Arnett.
1: I mean, he was born in Vancouver, but... Oh,
0: uh, Western Canadian.
1: Yeah. I mean... That's at least two Canadians who have done acting and hockey.
0: Right. I mean, dude, you can't tell me Avril Lavigne in place of Tate McCrae Tate McCrae's a singer right Yeah. Avril Lavigne instead of Tate McCrae come on like I don't care if it's campy that shit's fucking sick
1: you know if he hadn't passed away I bet you Matthew Perry would've been cause he in his book he talked about being a hockey fan there I you mean, go he you know if he was still alive right that, that would've been good R.I.P. R.I.P. legend yeah yeah. So, anyway, we're rating the celebrities.
0: Yeah, and I mean, like, look, they didn't do terrible. Best to
1: worst—is that what
0: you're? No, just overall. I give the celebrity selection, heavily anchored by Will Arnett and Justin Bieber, a C. You gonna go higher? You
1: know, I love, I love the Bubs. I'm gonna go B minus.
0: Ooh, for Buble. Okay. All right. Yeah, dude. I mean, Pauly loves that Christmas music.
1: Anyone who specializes in Christmas music <laughs> slash Sinatra covers.
0: Okay,
1: okay. Dude, he covers so many Sinatra songs.
0: That's true, you know, speaking of Sinatra, I made my girlfriend watch Casablanca for the first time last night. Yeah? If you've seen that movie, I'm sure you I'm have. I'm very
1: familiar, but I've never sat down and watched
0: it. What the fuck? Alright, is like the most seen movie, I think, of all time. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's here's, like... Here's looking at... I mean, you know... It's referenced
1: the, in so many other movies on TV. Like, it's on the TV in movies. Right.
0: Like, you know, here's looking at you, kid. And yeah. then, you know, play it again, Sam. Like, you know, all the bullshit. There's about a hundred... That's just the the tip of the iceberg. There's like about a hundred one-liners in the Casablanca uh, that you could... That were famous and made famous and timeless or whatever. And that was Humphrey Bogart, But it was... Frank Sinatra times, you know, Humphrey Bogart's the owner of a nightclub there in Morocco. We, but you know, obviously, super fantastical stuff. But, anyways, yeah, I agree. I don't know. Yeah, the Buble. You see, would you B minus it?
1: Yeah, I mean, Bieber is Bieber, so you know, he's it's huge. Canada's Taylor Swift, basically.
0: Well, more than, I think he's the male Taylor Swift. Well, yeah. Worldwide. No? Yeah,
1: they're equals, I'd say.
0: He just hasn't put out anything new lately. But
1: at least they were equals. Yeah.
0: Yeah, until Swifties came up
1: hard. Right? Yeah. Well, you know, she's opened up the part of America that didn't like football to football. So, but I mean, Will Arnett, he's what, in the Geico, he's in a Geico hockey commercial.
0: He is, and he's uh, Arrested Development, yeah. several other movies, you know, I'm sure he's been on Saturday Night Live a few times. Like, this is a guy. He's a guy. Yeah. I mean, so, it's kind of like... Buble's been on Saturday Night Live as well.
1: Yeah, and Chicklets.
0: Has he really? Yeah, he was on a
1: couple weeks ago. Okay. Well. I think actually the same episode as Butch Gross. Okay. Um, but I, I didn't listen to the interview. But, I mean, Tate McRae is probably the most recent buzz among these celebrities.
0: Yeah, and would you say somewhat obscure? No. No? At,
1: at least not 30 in an under crowd.
0: Okay. Well, we're just aging ourselves in that. Huh?
1: Yeah. I mean, the only reason I think uh, I've heard her on the radio a few times, because I just put it on the local... You know, Pop Station. Yeah. And listen to Elvis Duran, whatever, and I've heard...
0: Shout out Elvis. Yeah,
1: Elvis, her ass. Yeah. Um, But, you know, she... I'll hear her song, and it's like, that was Tate
0: McRae. Hmm. Okay. What... Can you recite some lines of her... No. Come on. What? I don't... I can't... Come on. You gotta, like, you know, show me a song. What's a song... In which her she is saying that I may recognize on pop charts right now. Okay. I'm just such an old fuck. I'm a decrepit turd. Oh, uh, you know that song?
1: Um, sing it. No. She's got the lyrics. She's like, "Baby, don't be greedy."
0: Continue. I need no. know verse. Come on, give me a verse. I'm not gonna sing that. Okay. Well, recite it in a poetic manner.
1: Hold on. (laughs) Or no, maybe that's... it's fucking episode's off the rails. The song's called Greedy. Oh, Oh, yeah. I would want myself, baby. Please believe me. I'll put you through hell just to know me. Yeah, yeah. So sure of yourself, baby? Don't get greedy. That shit won't end well. No, it won't end
0: well. So there's that one. Zero bells are ringing, but I am... You've probably heard more that. aroused than I was before you started. I'll be honest.
1: Uh, the don't get greedy. You've probably
0: heard that on TikTok. On TikTok, okay, yeah. Fuck. Don't get greedy. All right. Well, hey, you know, I, there may be powers at work that are that are more. But I mean, I would was, even trade Buble for Avril Lavigne. I love Avril Lavigne. Dude. She's a
1: legend. She came out with, she was on someone's song a couple months ago. Yeah. I knew her song. So she's still pumping it out there. You know who I'd love to see is Chad Kroger. Who's that? Nickelback's lead singer. Oh, fucking. <laughs> God damn it. The most
0: undeservedly
1: hated band in history. Oh,
0: man. All right. I think we just exposed ourselves. I'm old and you fucking love Nickelback. I don't know. Alright. I think we should end the episode at that. Okay. We've been off the rails the whole time. This was supposed to be like a forty five minute episode. It's already at hundred or an hour, so Caps fans enjoy the farsity that is the all star game. I hope it's more entertaining than it has been in the past, and sounds like, you know, maybe it is, especially for younger people. Hey, uh, and you know what? What?
1: We can all sit back and relax because we don't have to watch the Washington Capitals lose yeah. for a while.
0: Right. But don't worry. That'll that'll come later. It'll
1: be back. Just enjoy the break.
0: Exactly. So until then, Caps fans, thanks for tuning in, listening to our bullshit, Hockey Troll, Poly Cupcakes, signing off. Bye. Hey Caps fans, thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Chirp podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, The Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trollin' on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You follow me, Holly Cupcakes, at
1: Holly underscore Cupcakes on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter.
0: Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network at Hockey on social and thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. Every team, everywhere. Check them out or we're not friends anymore.